Hey everybody, my name is Lauren Hollander and this is Who Gives a Shallot, the podcast. Let's talk about food, baby. Let's talk about what we eat. Let's talk about all the entrees, appetizers that we seek. Let's talk about food. Let's talk about food. Let's talk about food. Let's talk about... So I am here with my friend Nadia Ledoux. It's French for the sweet. Is that? Uh huh. The sweet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> so unfitting. <laughs> no, it's completely fitting. <laughs> um. Okay, Audrey. I've known Audrey since she was twelve. I guess I was only fourteen. We went yeah. to high school together, but. When I moved back here to Portland. Do you have eggs and bacon on your socks? Yeah, I do. (laughs) Aren't those cute? They're really cute, yeah. I'd say it's super fitting. (laughs) It's eggs and bacon. Yeah, it works. It works for this. I'm a fan of eggs and bacon. I think people are too obsessed with bacon these days, though. Mm, Like, like you know how they put bacon on all sorts of sweet things, and it's like, get it out of there. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just say no bacon most of the time just because I, wherever I am, I don't really trust the bacon. Okay. You know. Like in what sense? Like. I just don't really trust the pig, the pig's. (laughs) You just want a pig who's had like a super fulfilling life. Like you can taste that in the bacon. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. There's something about bacon where it's like bacon and hamburgers. Like I'm just like, man. Unless I'm at like a five star resort, I don't want How any often of your. How is that that you're in a five star <laughs> resort? <laughs> it's seldom, but that's how often I okay. eat. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Not. No, that's interesting you say that because I was in China uh-huh. and I was like. Not at a five star resort. Um, believe it or not, I was not. <laughs> I was at a one star hostel. <laughs> But I was eating a lot of Chinese food. Don't get me wrong. Super psyched on it. But I also, in our hostel, I saw a cheeseburger on the menu. And I was like, you know what? I'm ready for a cheeseburger. It was so weird tasting. It yeah. was so fucking weird. Yeah, and how would you feel the next day? Fine, honestly. Hmm. Like, that was the thing about the food in China. Was like, no matter what I ate, I always felt okay. It was China, dude. You just got to get in on it. Mm-hmm. Um... Okay, so you go to a lot of five star resorts. <laughs> I don't. So no, I don't. I just, I just have. Uh, I think my meat. I don't really love to eat meat. Mm-hmm. Chicken somehow always feels pretty safe to me to eat, which is interesting. Um, but no, red meat and bacon and like pork is those are things that I just like. I really yeah. don't eat unless I really trust yeah. the restaurant that I'm eating it at. No, I totally feel that. I had bacon recently, actually, and it just tastes like dirt sometimes. Do you know that? Well, that's because that's all pigs eat, right? It's dirt, right? Mm. I mean, you're the pro. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think they're just, like, eating dirt, but I... Well, that's what they eat, is dirt. Where did you hear that? That pigs just eat dirt? I think they eat mud, mostly, and, like, trash. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Like slop? I don't know. I don't think they just eat. No. What do pigs eat? I feel like I should know this, but I'm not like. I mean, I'm I'm like a really ignorant person. Okay. 
It says they eat all kinds of things. They're omnivores. So they eat vegetables, fruits, and even bugs. So they're omnivores just like us. Sure, but like if they're... I don't up. think they're eating just de- dirt. No, but they're they're not like really chickens where like they're eating seeds and things. Like pigs are pretty much eating garbage. Yeah, I mean that's why like the concept of slop. People are like, oh yeah, you have scraps, just feed it to pigs and stuff. But I don't think that a lot of the pigs that are industrialized are eating like our home snacks. They're pro- maybe eating s- something closer to the concept of dirt, but. <laughs> Oh, not like dirt, I don't think. Okay. What I wanted to talk to you about was so like maybe you can say a little bit like Audrey's from the East Coast. Um, I from Portland, but I lived in LA for a while Mm -hmm. and you migrated to LA and um, Audrey works in the entertainment industry. My best friend, no clue what I do still. She's like, what do you do? No, shut up. I know what you do. Yeah, I mean, you work in film. I work in the industry. I work on the not in front of the camera side of the entertainment I know industry. what Audrey does. She does set design. Yes. She builds sets to make film and, and commercials, anything realistic. So somebody is like, out in a cabin. She builds this cabin. I fucking know what you do. How dare you <laughs> say otherwise? It's true. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. I know like that. It's like it's snowing, but it's Pasadena, and it's not snowing. That's what it. That's what it is. I knew that. I fake. I fake <laughs> all the stuff, but you don't know that's being faked. But what's interesting is, so you are now like pretty. I would say saturated in LA, like in okay. the LA vibes. Super saturated. Yeah. And I actually got my career started as a chef, um, which is what kind of catapulted my interest in food and food systems, why I moved back to Portland and studied all the, you know, shit that I studied. But, you know, Audrey has been living in LA for, I mean, fuck, how long? A while now. Ten years almost. Ten years, yeah. And LA is where I originally realized how... Uh, okay, you can reference podcast number one where I mentioned this, <laughs> that people have really strong opinions about food in LA. Mm-hmm. And the question is, are they based in any realistic foundation? Mm-hmm. Or like, who starts these ideas? You know, so I thought that this week we could talk about kind of food culture, because I think that is a huge driving force for um, consumerism and it spreads out and I think that maybe the coasts like the east coast and the west coast particularly Mm -hmm. food fads and diet culture start and kind of spread inwards Um, I mean I do definitely think that uh, food fads start in Los Angeles um, and they spread pretty quickly to New York yeah so you think they start there and then spread I do. to New York? Okay. I think they start in LA. I think they spread to New York and then go to other cities. Like I remember seven years ago, maybe I decided to be gluten free, and this was a thing that's that a was big happening one, in LA yeah, at the time. And you know, I had no idea what that meant. It was just like basically for me, like okay, you can't eat bread anymore, and like this is like a good thing. You know, you're on a date. And (laughs) (laughs) drinking Trulies, and I found the label, they're gluten free. (laughs) 
Thank God. Uh, <laughs> but it, it was just something where it was like, you know, I kind of was like, oh, this is like a way for me to like not eat bread, but have a reason mm-hmm. why I can't. Yeah. And, you know, I kind of did some research into it. I wasn't, like, so much of a dum-dum, but I'm, I'm kind of, like, an all-or-nothing person where yeah. I was like, hell yeah, if I say I'm gluten-free, that means, like, I can't eat bread anywhere or pasta anywhere or yeah. anything, which means, like, I'm going to lose weight. And, um, and I just kind of stuck with that. And yeah. it did. It, like, prevented me from eating a lot of carbs yeah. everywhere I went because I would yeah. go to these dinners and I couldn't eat these things. And, I mean, it's um, a pretty heavy carb. Yeah, it's influence. massive. Yeah. But I remember going home for Thanksgiving, and in L.A. it was completely acceptable to be gluten-free seven years ago. And I went home to Boston, and it was Thanksgiving, and I was gluten-free, and I was making all these gluten-free dishes just, like, like, oh, these people are so uninformed and like, but it's How fine. uninformed are you? <laughs> you know, just like on my horse, dude. But I made all these and they were delicious and so tasty. And, but people were just like, what is, this is fucking crap. I'm so sorry. I swear bleep. But you know, it was, it was interesting. Like my parents judged me so much. My family judged me so much. And then. I went back to LA and I kind of like stopped the gluten-free thing maybe two years later. Yeah. Why did you stop? I just, uh. Got over it? Missed bread? No. <laughs> I think I, w- I was like gluten-free and vegan at this point. Mm. And, uh. I, I remember, dude. Yeah. I did like a I full I think I even years. remember that Thanksgiving. You I was told gnarly. me about it. Yeah. I was shredded, but you I also like. cauliflower put- pies? Yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, no, no, not cauliflower. No. Um, date. Date crust. Date. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of cashew dates. That's what I meant to say. And walnuts <laughs> yeah. in my pies. Yummy. Those are actually pretty they delicious. Were delicious. Yeah. They were fucking delicious, but really hard to make. I'm a fan. I thousand percent prefer it, but okay. it takes a thousand percent. That's a big percentage. Big percentage, <laughs> but it just takes so much work to do yeah. it. You gotta have a food processor first of all. Uh, oh my god, you have to have so much. You have yeah. to have like so much caffeine. And focus. <laughs> <laughs> and it also requires and like stamina. days in advance. Days. Of you have planning. to like soak yeah. these things. You have and to like, soak the cashews, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, the stuff I went through when I was gluten free and vegan, it was like, it was so much play. And you're getting the raw cashews and they're like $19 a pound. <laughs> and you're just like, yes. you're like, oh, but one regular cheesecake is just $7 for the whole thing. <laughs> yes. You know, like, ugh. I know. But it's healthy. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Okay. It was, a, it was a thing. No, I only stopped doing it, honestly, because I got dumped one night and I just went to In-N-Out. And that oh. was like when I stopped. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then like the next day, getting I was like, dumped is always a good reason to abandon all pre hope and any sort of plan. <laughs> like I like that. That's good. I was like, I want to feel terrible, and I went to In and Out. But In and Out made you feel terrible. No, but it didn't actually. Long before I think gluten free became a huge thing. Like I think about Sterling. Remember Sterling Adelphi? This was like years ago. Gluten-free and vegan his whole life. Raised, born and raised gluten-free yeah. and vegan. He his had- entire I, family. They're yeah. like the Jetsons. I, they're like the Jetsons. They are. They're like the Jetsons. <laughs> I totally agree. Like and they I might as well Delphi. Just, like, like if they like drove in with like a floating like car, I'd be I'd like, be like okay. Normal. Yeah. No, but he was eating um, gluten-free bread before I even knew gluten-free bread was a thing. Oh, yeah. 
He had it at our high school that we went to, and he was 20 like, "Twenty years ago." Yeah, yeah. Fuck, like twenty years ago, mm-hmm. and that's before I think. Um, really, gluten free was a huge thing. It was. It's crazy. It's crazy how these food fads somehow take hold and kick off. And I was thinking about um, cauliflower because people are obsessed with cauliflower. Like, I love cauliflower. Cauliflower rice. You can make a cauliflower pizza. You can do whatever the fuck you want with cauliflower. Mm -hmm. It's like a magical little thing. And I had a memory on Facebook show up from like seven years ago and I was making cauliflower rice, fried rice. Cauliflower fried rice is delicious. But, and like, is it better for you than rice? Like, what's the fucking difference? I'm sorry. But, like, what's the difference? Like, r- is rice bad for you? I wouldn't say... Ugh, that's the that's the tough thing about, like... And this is something that I'm going to talk more about extensively in another podcast. But, like, I don't think that it's about the ingredients itself. It's about how it's produced commercially and industrialized in agriculture. Because, like, rice and wheat are two huge crops... And a lot of pesticides and herbicides are used, mm-hmm. which are which are chemicals that are used to suppress um, insects, harmful insects, and harmful weeds that yeah, grow. Pesticides. We all know what pesticides are. Okay, Audrey, this is for the fucking <laughs> listeners who may not know. I'm trying to be explained. People, everyone knows what pesticides are. You know what? If you don't know what pesticides are, call on so I can prove this bitch wrong about it. <laughs> because I don't think everybody knows. Either way, I don't think it's about the ingredients themselves. It's about how they're produced. But, you know, like cauliflower, I found was a great substitute to, and, and, and it's mostly also too that like people who are avoiding carbohydrates will eat cauliflower because it's a vegetable. It's far lower in carbs than rice is. Okay. So that's really why it's, I think, a big thing. I guess I always just like like rice because it's like remaining alcohol as far (laughs) just kidding. So you like go home at night after drinking and you make, you put your fucking rice in the rice cooker? Yeah, I'm like rice. Liar. Do you even own a rice cooker? (laughs) Well, I had an Airbnb guest that left one behind. (laughs) Anyways, edit. too is like we talk about gluten-free and like mostly everything that's gluten-free is like made from rice it's like rice flour and totally. rice crackers and rice that's this. why the idea like, of like eating gluten-free is healthier is kind of deceiving because it's like it depends what gluten-free products because like there's some really great gluten-free bakeries here but they always use rice products right. and they always use like oat but flour here, here's my thing with like, my opinion on gluten-free, and people talk to me about this, is, like, look, when I was gluten-free, <clears throat> I ate so little carbs. And you know why? why? Because every time I went to a restaurant, I didn't have the option. I didn't, I couldn't get bread at the restaurant that tasted good. So I didn't eat bread. They didn't have cauliflower <laughs> bread for you? <laughs> <laughs> or I couldn't get... You know, it was, like, everywhere I went, like, there was a bagel shop, and, like, they didn't have gluten-free bagels, so I didn't eat a bagel. So it wasn't... I love bagels. It wasn't, like... It wasn't that, like, the gluten-free option. Like, if I... I Honestly, this is something that, like, I think about 
regularly where I'm like, imagine if I consumed just as much gluten-free products as gluten-filled products, <clears throat> like, would my weight have been the same? Because I lost so much weight when I was So that's why you were eating gluten-free is to lose weight. But I was, I was eating gluten-free because for me, like, when I have a specific thing where it's like, I don't do that anymore, then, like, I set those boundaries for totally. myself. And that by saying sense. I am fully gluten-free, it restricted me from eating tons of carbs everywhere I went because they didn't have gluten-free options. Yeah. And so I don't know that I lost weight because I was gluten-free or if or because I just couldn't eat the carbs because it wasn't available to me. Yeah. Um, so that was always something that was like kind of interesting to me. And now I, you know, it's years later and like I do eat, I eat whatever I want now. Yeah. Um, I'm just a little bit more conscious, conscious of what I'm eating and like what makes me feel good. But that's always so interesting too, because it's like, I think that people make judgments a lot based on visual cues, period. Right. You know, so you see someone and you see that they are what you may consider fat or overweight and you think, oh, they must just eat like shit. Right. You know? I mean, I think for the most part, and we've talked about this because we we talk all the time, we eat pretty much the same. We do. We really do. We eat. We And both like, eat we are vastly different in size. Mm-hmm. The whole point is that like food, I think we, we count so much on to determine so much about, like, our own health. But really, it's it's a lot more than that. And culture in L.A., in terms of diet culture, it's so interesting because people focus so hard on relying on food products to give us certain results that may or may not actually be realistic for us. So, like, how I even got my start as a chef... Um, was I cooked for a lot of people on diets, and there was that diet, the H, the HCG diet. Do you remember that? No. It was 500 calories a day. Oh. Okay, let's see. Okay, okay. Well, this is only 100 calories. We're drinking a Truly. But I bet you this fucking Truly combined with like, one Are you kidding? Stri- that means you can only have five Trulies a day. Five Trulies. <laughs> 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 but how many, how many calories in a chicken strip? You can't eat any fats. So I was literally like boiling everything. It was like vegetables and meats, but I was cooking oh, for people. Oh, you went people. on this diet? Fuck no. Oh. I cooked for people on it. Oh. My sister and I tried it for one day and it's funny because leading up to it, they even say like on the website, they're like, go hard before carb load. So we went to like Jack in the Box. <laughs> A massive milkshake, and I think we went really hard on some food, and we were like, yes, and then next day we were, like, eating celery sticks, and by, like, 6 p.m. we were like, fuck this. Like, we just got super over it by then. But people are so influenced by this kind of diet culture that is definitely, I mean, based on what you're saying, kind of maybe starts in L.A., which is where a large amount of the entertainment industry is. I mean, I think for sure. I mean, the amount of, you know, I I, I see it most clearly in relationships and dating because I, you know, you're on dates and you go to dinner and it's like, 
in LA, you know, it's a, it's a thing. It's like you, the guy's going to take you to dinner and it's like, what's your diet restrictions? Like that's something that's the I first. Even, I even texted you that before you got here. I know. What can I make you for dinner? And I was like, I eat everything. Like it's all good. But, but in LA, it's a big thing where it's like, that's kind of the first question on every date is like, what are your diet restrictions? And, and in my experience, um, you know, it's like, I, I've, I've dated men who are vegan. I've dated men who are vegan and gluten-free. Mm-hmm. I've dated multiple men on the keto diet. I've dated guys on... Keto's huge keto right now. huge That's there. literally all I cook for these days is for people on the keto it's diet. It's huge. And there's so many different ones and... And what do you I, mean so many different ones? Like so many different No, keto? it's like there's different diets that people have where they're like, okay. oh, like I don't eat this. Like I eat... I'm a pescatarian. What's the weirdest kind of diet that you heard about? Like somebody that you have interacted with, I don't, I don't, I don't know that there would be a weirdest because they're all pretty weird to me as somebody who's yeah. like maybe because not I've weirdest, been, but like maybe what? What do you think is anything that I've maybe never heard of? I couldn't imagine there's anything I've never heard of in terms. No, of diets, I don't think like, there's that. I just think that like for the most part, because I've kind of tried everything. I never tried keto, but I did vegan, and then I did vegan and gluten free, and I did the raw diet, and I did. I remember, and, yeah. And all of these were not necessarily things where I was like, you know, I'm going to lose weight and do this. I just, for some reason, was just mm-hmm. like, this is a thing, and I'm going to be this person that's vegan and gluten-free. And, like, it's like this thing where you're, like, in L.A., like, oh, like, I'm vegan and gluten-free. It's it's almost more of like a, a, like a power pose Yeah. <laughs> than, like, you caring about your body because – um, well, I do respect so much people that are vegetarian and, and I really try not to eat meat, but, but I do. And I'm more conscious about it now. And yeah. I do, I do eat everything now. I'm just. Besides I'm spicy. Just, yeah. No spicy, no shellfish. I literally saw you spit out a jalapeno I, today. <laughs> uh, yeah. It was the teeniest I piece know. of a jalapeno I was on well. a date the other night and this guy was like, so like you fuck with uni? And I was like, yeah, I fuck with uni. And he was like, do you know what uni is? And I was like, no. It's and sea he was urchin, like, it's a it? sea urchin. Yeah. And I was like, I for sure no. <laughs> <laughs> but what, what, why did you say yes then? I don't know. Because he was just like, do you want some uni? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, have you had uni? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's like raw tuna, right? And he was like, no, it's like a sea But even still, you s- oh, no, you said shellfish. You don't eat so- yeah, shellfish. Okay. I don't know. I, there's just stuff I don't like to eat. Okay, it scares me. <laughs> fair enough. Because it scares me. Not because I'm like, oh, my body will die. Um, <laughs> but, like, regardless, like, I'm, I do actually try to eat a lot of gluten-free stuff. Yeah. Just because I'm Same. like, you know what? I yeah. would rather not eat flour. Yep. And I would prefer to eat rice. And like yeah. certain things where I'm like, you know what? My body feels better mm-hmm. when I eat this way. But if I eat totally. a piece of bread, I'm okay. Yeah. You know? And like I'm not going to die yeah. from it. That's and interesting. Like, I, uh, you know, but but in LA you do. It's very yeah. specific. And, and every guy that I've dated – they all have very yep. specific di- specific diets. Yeah. And, and then you hang out with them six months later and you're like, oh, I found this keto place. And they're like, oh, I don't fuck with keto anymore. And you're like, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm, I didn't mean to offend <laughs> you. <laughs> like, keto's fucked. And I'm like, oh, sorry. Like, you Whoopsie. were so passionate. <laughs> yeah. You're just 
whack. That's what's so interesting is that it's like seriously, it changes so frequently. So quickly. And I and I as a chef, I I never ever mean to condescend on how people feel the most comfortable eating. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what we're eating, we should be listening to our bodies. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the problem is that we're so out of touch with our bodies. It's like little things that people don't even think about, like heartburn. Right. Like nowadays you watch TV and there's so many commercials for heartburn medication and it's like normalized. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're going to drink a margarita and eat 10 pizzas? Take a whatever the hell it's called. No, how about don't eat all those pizzas and a margarita, you totally. know? Like that's the thing. I mean, is, and that's like a lot of my friends, like it's like they'll... You know that they're, they're on some like fad and they're on some diet and like they'll 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 <clears throat> get hammered, yeah. right? And then the next day they'll eat all this shitty food that's not part of their diet, and they're just like, "Oh my god, I feel like shit because I ate all this shitty food." And I'm like, "Bitch, you feel like shit because you had 24 glasses of wine last night." <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's not because of the yeah. fucking chicken sandwich that you had. Yeah. Um, but people love to blame their body feelings on like what they've eaten for sure. And in LA, like <clears throat> yeah. I feel like my biggest probably my biggest pet peeve in that city is people who it's like for me when I was gluten free and vegan, I took that very, very seriously. And I was almost like embarrassed. To say, like I didn't go out to lunches with friends yeah. because I didn't want to be the person that was like I'm sorry, is this gluten-free? You know, so I would avoid yeah. all social circumstance. Like, I was like, I would eat at home and cook for myself and, like, do that whole thing. But there's certain people in L.A. Mm -hmm. where, like, that's kind of, like, they have this enjoyment of, like, I'm doing this certain thing yeah. right now. And they're like, well, I'm gluten-free. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, it's not a huge thing to be gluten-free. Yeah. It's not a big deal. But then, like, I'll see them scarfing, like, loaves of bread on, like, oh, a, is that on, like free? any given Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, like, trying to take a photo of them. And they're, like, do not get a photo of me with this loaf of bread in my hand. I'm, I'm like, gluten-free to the internet. And I'm, like, That's so I'm, like are you actually gluten-free to the internet? <laughs> and, like, I'm, like, what the? Like, why is this a thing? Yeah. Like, you know, or, like, the guy I'm dating thinks I'm gluten-free, so, like, don't take a photo of me with this pizza. And I'm, like, is he gluten-free? And they're, like, well, no. But, then like, he thinks I am. And I'm, like, what? Like, that's so I interesting just... because I do feel like, especially food culture in L.A. is, like, a status thing. It's not about health. It's it's about image. It's image first, health second. And I and get it. I would it. say it's, like, image, like, honestly, I would say image is second. Like, first is, like how you appear to other people in well, terms of like, image no but like image is like how you look as a person mm. right I would say that in terms okay. of the food culture in LA like the first priority is like what how people perceive you in terms of like your eating you know what I mean like people will be like it's such a weird status people thing. will be like I want to get like a salad but, like, you know, it's, like, it's a dinner date and it's, like, well, like, I'm gluten-free and I'm vegan. And, like, it's people that I know aren't gluten-free and vegan. And I'm, like. plate of, like, foraged but like, berries. But they want, they want people to think that they are, like, very health conscious. And health conscious. <laughs> <laughs> health conscious. Uh, 
you know, where I'm kind of like, but like, why? You know, yeah. like, uh, like, and, and honestly, the thing that I see about that the most in LA yeah. is the people that are projecting this thing of like, oh, I'm gluten free and I'm vegan and like, I'm doing these fads who are actually not doing them and yeah. who are sneaking these foods are like in much worse shape than people who are just like, oh, like, no, I eat everything. That's what's Kinda important is and like checking in with your body. And that's what yeah. I do. But like sometimes I want a fucking giant loaf of bread. Mm-hmm. And I'll eat an entire fucking loaf of bread. Yeah. You know, but it's like, it's, I'm very just like, cool. Like I yeah. want, I'm craving a massive steak right now. And like, and that's what I'm going to eat. Yeah. Or whatever it is. But, uh, but yeah, I, I have noticed a lot in LA. There's a lot of people who definitely totally. say that they're on certain diets yeah. and say that they're on certain things and they don't actually do those and they're not in great shape. And, yeah. and to me, it's kind of like their priority is, is other people thinking that totally. they're eating healthy and it's not them totally. actually eating healthy. And somebody had at one point told me something that I thought was very fascinating and they said, as long as you're 80 20, you're good. And I was like, 80 20, what do you mean? And they were like, look, like there's there's always going to be bad stuff that you're doing for your body. 80 20. Right? Okay. And there's good stuff that you're going to be doing for your body. And like the good stuff is like the working out and eating mm-hmm. healthy and taking vitamins yeah. and drinking water and, you know, all these things. And totally. the bad stuff is like, the smoking cigarettes and mm-hmm. drinking excessively yeah. and, you know, not sleeping and all these things that are bad for your body. Yep. Right? And he was like, as long as you can keep an 80-20 balance, you're good. Yeah. And it's not about being 100%. Like, you're never going to be like, I am eating perfectly. I am working out perfectly. I am getting enough sleep and I am like you're never going to be a hundred percent but like you have to keep the 80 20 so like if you're not sleeping enough like you need to be eating better and you need to be drinking more water and like if you're not exercising like you definitely need to be eating better and like doing these things but like if you're working out and you're eating well and these things and like you're not getting enough sleep and like and that to me kind of stuck with me for forever where I was like I really love that 80-20 because I feel point. like so yeah. much of us try to be like a hundred. Yeah. And we're never a hundred and we're always just like, yeah, but like fuck, like, but I'm drinking. I like drank too much and like that's not good for me. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, but like you're never gonna have a hundred percent. Yeah. You know, but like totally. if you just are aware of that and you're like, look, I'm doing these things that aren't so great for my body, but like the other 80% I'm really doing, Yeah, you're fine. And they're always going to like shift a little bit. But like, of course, if you're eating terribly and you're not working out and you're not sleeping that well and you're not taking vitamins and you're not drinking water, like you're not on the 80-20. You're like on the 20-80. I totally agree. And I think that a lot of people, regardless of whatever kind of physical constraints they have, should be focusing more on like even it like for me I think that is a gradient scale like a lot of people fail because they're like I'm gonna change everything that I do no that's never going to work try eating like a vegetable a day or try like perking a little further from your work and like 
this is kind of where I want to touch on body image because I think especially in LA um, and all over the world, I think more and more it's becoming a bigger issue is like body image issues are really important. I don't think we should um, kind of glamorize unhealthy or overly obsessed with health. I think that as long as you are conscious of your body and your choices, that we should get validation for that because we live in a world where people expect a very fucking thin, pun intended, spectrum of what is beauty or accepted or health. And I think we have this idea that Fat equals unhealthy and thin equals healthy. Uh And we've seen more and more frequently that thin definitely does not mean healthy because I have known so many people in my life who are super thin Mm -hmm. and are extremely unhealthy. Like there are so many things that are at play. Genetics. Oh my God. Genetics are huge and we fully disregard that. Like some women are just bigger because that's the fucking way that our genetics have made us. I think that, like, talking about food culture in Los Angeles especially, we need to talk about body image because I know so many women especially feel alienated for having bodies that do not fit within the constraints and you feel like, oh, people see me and think I'm unhealthy or Mm -hmm. people see me and think, oh, you must eat shit all day and... People I mean, and, like, and it's, a, when I, it's a stupid reference to bring this back to it, but like the Taylor Swift documentary, you know, she talks about who saw her and she was at her skinniest mm-hmm. and she had no energy. Yeah. And she was so fucking upset because she wasn't yeah. eating anything yeah. and like felt like she was going to pass out every day. Yeah. And was the worst version of herself. And now she's in a place where she's just like, I need to eat. Yeah. I'm like, I need to eat good food. Food for fuel and stamina, and she's thicker. Check and in she's with yourself. Like, and she's yeah. just like, but like this is like she's like, I know that this is good mm-hmm. because I feel yeah. good, and I felt so not good yeah. before. So she's just like, fuck it. When like a bad photo comes out of something, and like yep. to me, that's so important because there are so many girls in LA who are just. They're sticks, you know, and like, I will tell you, I know them and they're batshit crazy. They're batshit crazy. And I'm like, I don't blame you. You eat, like, I know girls who are literally are like, I have a diet right now and I can only eat like three carrots and three celery sticks a day. Yeah. And they portion themselves. And I'm just like, this is so like anyway how big are the it's carrots? not even it's not even it's not even like worth discussing because no, obviously it's insane but, but this is what is important but, is that health and i've been saying this for years health is more than one dimension it is physical mm-hmm. emotional and spiritual if you are working so hard to be physically i'm doing air quotes healthy mm-hmm. by skinny but you are depressed every day. Right. That is not health. You are not healthy. No. Health is so many things. The way that we should think about it is that a diet, we've been trained to think that a diet is a short-term solution to losing weight. It should instead be a long-term solution to health. So your diet, it shouldn't be like, oh, I'm going to eat this certain way so I can lose this amount of weight over this amount of time. It's like, no, 
I'm going to, over a very long period of time, change the way that I eat Mm -hmm. so that I continue to feel healthier, happier, and more able because our bodies are like literally our tools to achieving everything. And if we are too thin or too fat, there's Mm -hmm. two spectrums. To you can't achieve the things you want to achieve. You need to find that right balance. And that's why diet culture is just so interesting to me. And I love to cook for people. And if people are eating this certain way because they have a long-term goal to changing the way they view about food, fuck yes. Either way, if you pay me, I'm going to feed you. But, (laughs) But I think like for us as individuals, you know, because we're very different You should look at food differently. You need to view food as, first of all, it's literally fuel. Our bodies need it. Mm -hmm. But also there is a comfort level to it. I love food. It's literally my life. And I want to eat yummy things. But you, it's like about balance. Mm -hmm. And if you uh, subscribe to some diet because you feel like society will only respect you if you look a certain way, you will always be unhealthy. It does not matter. You will always be unhealthy because you will constantly be trying to achieve something that is unachievable. Mm-hmm. They will. There will always be somebody who is thinner than you or can do something better than you. So it's like, it's really important to find a balance. It and is. I think it's just, it's for you. It's like, yeah. you know, you can get a sense of how, like what gives me energy and like what makes yeah. me feel good energy feeling like, good I totally know, i know that if i wake up in the morning and i have carbs like too many carbs like do you ever bad, wake up in the morning feeling like p diddy i mean every day that's a kesha reference yeah no okay we'll round it out i just i'm really glad we talked about this because i think it's important like food is a part of so many systems in our lives And I think that in order to have a functional relationship with food, we need to be fully aware of not only its use in our life, Mm -hmm. like, hello, staying alive, but also how important, uh, important in a sense that's a superficial importance that that diet cultures is. In terms of diet fads and like what people do, the advantage that I found Mm. from like doing a gluten-free and vegan (laughs) diet and like what maybe people find from keto is that like I was eating everything at a certain point. I had no sense of what was good for my Mm -hmm. body and what wasn't. And so setting some kind of like Mm -hmm. full restriction helped me in a way because it helped me learn self-control yeah in terms of eating totally and now I don't do that at all anymore and I'm very I only I eat anything yeah but I only eat what I want to eat which is healthy foods um and I don't have restrictions it's like retraining your brain but I had to yeah it took it took Mm -hmm. some of those diets to really like give me that Control, you know, control and understanding of like okay I can say yeah. no to mm-hmm. s- to certain foods and yeah. like I know that I can do that and yeah. now I'm in a place where like it, it doesn't take work to do that I'm just like oh I don't totally eat those foods and like this yeah. feels good to me so I think that the fads are very interesting in certain mm-hmm. ways where it's like I think that for the most part, it's kind of people who are trying to retrain themselves, retrain themselves with how their relationship with food. And they are. And totally. they're, you know, they're trying to 
to figure out mm-hmm. some way and like they want boundaries, you mm-hmm. know, of like, I can't eat those yep. things. And if they have those boundaries, then they won't do it. Yeah. And, and I think that that is good in some ways because people should, it's hard to, with food to figure out that, that I agree. I do. Yourself. Yeah. It is tough. Yeah. Um, At the end of the day, it's so important. Check in with yourself, like check truly in with how you feel. And I understand for me, food gives me so much comfort and I crave stuff that I shouldn't eat in a certain sense. But I also don't eat those things every time I think about them. Because fuck, if I ate a donut every time I thought about a donut, I'd be eating donuts every fucking day because they're delicious. I know we covered a lot of things we talked about like, but mostly it's about food culture. We need to check in with ourselves and being healthy is important. There's a reason why heart disease is higher than it has ever been. And it is because so many of the options that we are given for so cheap are shitty options. So I get it. It's not easy changing your entire lifestyle. But make like one small change. That's that's really kind of all this was about. It was just like an open conversation about food. Check in with yourself. And like truly more than anything, eat something healthy. Eat something that's unhealthy. And really gauge how you feel. Mm-hmm. Because there is a difference. And I think if we kind of like stepped away from this fad or the societal idea of how we should look. And really just looked at food as what it should be. Mm -hmm. Energy to fucking survive. No matter what diet you may be on or not be on. If you follow that simple rule, I think you'll feel a lot better. I really appreciate like all of your insight, Audrey. (laughs) I think the world will most likely be a better place after listening. The world will. I hope we change it. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Audrey. Thank you, Lauren. All right, catch you guys later. Let's talk about food. Let's talk about food. Let's talk about...